everyone loved it but me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I am your host. I'm a freelance writer, journalist, and editor in Central Ohio. If you're new to my podcast, welcome. Typically, I talk to a guest who read a super popular book and said, wait a minute, everyone loved it but me. What we do is we have a deep discussion about that very popular book and look at it from a different perspective. So you'll see episodes with names of books such as Where the Crawdads Sing, Untamed, and Wonder. Those are deep dive episodes where we talk about that super popular book and offer some unique insight. And if you're listening to an episode like today, which is called a Book Bits episode, What you've discovered is an episode where we'll have a a wide range of bookish topics, right? We're going to talk about libraries, book clubs, book trends, book etiquette, all sorts of different topics. So today we've got three pretty hot popular topics. We're going to talk about book clubs. We're going to dive into what to do when you've got that person who comes to book club and doesn't read the book. And then we're going to discuss 2022 reading challenges. And finally, we're going to dive into a really controversial and timely topic about pen names. Now, on to the show. All right, guys. So the first book bit we're going to talk about today is going to a book club when you didn't read the book. The first question is, should you go to book club if you haven't read the book? And just so we all know we're on the same page, we're really talking about these book clubs that you that are volunteer book clubs, like fun book clubs, have a cocktail, they meet once or twice a month or eight times a year, something like that. So it's not a book club that you're required to be in for school or business. I think those book clubs have different um, etiquette and rules. But for one that you've signed up to be, and you're just doing it for fun, absolutely, you haven't read the book, absolutely, you go to the book club, right? I mean, it has happened to all of us. I go to a number of book clubs and have for several years. I would say, I think every single book club I've ever been to, maybe there's maybe one, but I would say almost every single book club I've ever been to, there's always at least one or two people or more who haven't been able to either read the book or finish it. That is just super common. I I just think that if you're feeling guilty or you're feeling bad or things have been crazy and you think, oh my gosh, I haven't finished this book. I'm going to ease you of the guilt. We've all been there. Go to the book club and then you just view it a little bit differently. So if you haven't read the book and you're going to book club, the etiquette guidelines, right, are yes, there are going to be spoilers of the book. Just be kind of mentally prepared (laughs) that, you know, if you don't want to know who did it (laughs) or, you know, if it's a mystery or you don't want to know, you know, whose child was that person or or whatever it is, just keep that in mind, right? At book club, we will discuss spoilers. So that's, that's the first thing just, just to realize, you know, and look, it's happened to me too. So I had two book clubs this summer of 2021 that were discussing the vanishing half. And when I went to the first book club, I had not finished the vanishing half. It's an excellent book, phenomenal discussion book. And I really just wanted to hear what everyone had to say in that discussion, knowing that I would have time to read it and finish it for my second book club. So I went and and I just kind of listened and took some notes. I've seen a lot of people do that. You know, it, it becomes kind of like a literary circle, if you will. Like you just want to hear what people have to say. And I think that is wonderful. Another little nuance to realize um, when you haven't read the book, right? 
is, and I've actually only seen this happen on rare, rare instances, and it's been years, but you just want to be careful not to overtake the conversation. I know, you know, all book clubs, some of us can kibitz a little bit about family and work and sports and things like that more than others. Everyone kind of has general guidelines, some chit chat for so many minutes before they discuss the book. Just make sure that you're respectful of kind of listening to the book discussion. We don't want it to turn into like Lisa's, you know, personal therapy. Oh my gosh, you guys, I had this major problem with my grass or whatever, right? I just made that up. But you know, that is not really something everybody else wants to hear about. That works well, you know, maybe at the end. For instance, one of my book clubs read Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. That's, that's an excellent book club book as well. Great discussion book. The whole focus is meeting people you know, people you met, you thought they were honest and they weren't, or you thought they weren't honest, right? They were untrustworthy, but it turns out they were really pretty great. So in this book, he just gives example after example, after example of different situations where we misjudge strangers. I would say, regardless if you've finished the book or not, or read it, we can all kind of share different examples. I remember during that book club, so many people would share business experiences, personal experiences. And even if you didn't read the book, of course, you can share your opinions. You know, that's a perfect opportunity. And there's a lot of books like that, right? Where we start getting on certain topics and certain discussion points come up. And again, if you haven't read the book, like jump right in, you know, like I said, I think the only thing to be careful of is just to know you will hear spoilers for that book talking to strangers it's nonfiction. there's not really spoilers but if it's well the vanishing half right there were spoilers that's a that's a good example if it's more like a whodunit mystery again definitely going to be spoilers just keep that in mind and then also just remember to be respectful just like you would it's just kind of a thing of etiquette we just want to um keep the focus on the book and you know not steer not steer it to to other things and that's just general book club etiquette that we want to make sure that the book is the center of attention the book is our focus and we're there to really give it give it its due and in some books you could talk about for hours and hours and, and some books are a little a little shorter again like I said just do not feel bad do not feel guilty if you did not read the book you have my permission and many other <laughs> permission from library book clubs, from everyone to go to the book club and enjoy yourself. Now we're going to talk about reading challenges. So if you don't know what a reading challenge is or haven't really heard about it, that's basically where people often come up with, it could be a number challenge. I'm going to read X amount of books in the year 2022, or it could be theme-based. I want to read these types of books and, and come up with some types of books that, that you want to read. Now, I personally like the idea of not just having it be a, a number. You don't want it to be like homework and you don't want to be dreading it. You still want to be excited about it because, you know, it could be second half of the year and you had a crazy year and you're not even close to reaching your number and, and you might feel discouraged and, and we don't want that. You can look at this and you can think about, okay, it's toward the end of 2021. What am I missing? What what do I wish I had in my reading life that, that I didn't get this year? You know, you can look at the books you read and think about 
what what did I what do what do I want more of? Maybe more female authors. Do you want to read lesser known authors or books set in different countries? I mean, there's so many different types of of books and categories and strategies that that you can go for. So one of the most popular reading challenges, we're going to talk about a couple of these very popular reading challenges. This one, yes, you've got it is based on numbers, but I do think it's a great way to track your books and also keep track of of the types of books you're reading and it's Goodreads. I will include a link. Please note I'm going to be, you'll hear some clicking (laughs) if I'm going to go to my Goodreads account. So here it is. So for my 2021 reading challenge, and I'm talking to you in the middle of November of 2021, it says I have read 55 of 70 books. I'm six books behind schedule and I would have to read uh, 15 more to reach that goal. There's two or three I think that I have not reported yet, but guys, in all likelihood, I'm, I'm not going to reach uh, that goal. And, and that's okay. But what I like about this challenge, right, what I like about Goodreads is I can just kind of, I can look through my books each year. I can see the kind of books I've read. I can see my average star rating. I can also see with Goodreads other friends who I've connected with on Goodreads and see what they've read. Goodreads is something, for instance, there's actually more than 5 million readers who've pledged to read a total of 289 million books. I think that's pretty cool. Even though, like I said, I don't think we want to just base it just on that number. It helps me to keep track. I like to see what I read this year, what I read last year. I can look and see, again, as I said, you know, what star rating I'm, what average. I know star ratings are, are a little, um, well, probably more than a, a little complicated. But but for myself, right, I can just see, was I happy with, with my reading life? Another super popular reading challenge, these are all over social media, are 52 books a year. Okay, so the goal would be you read one book a week with a different theme. And for me, when I look at these, it's a little overwhelming because it feels a little restrictive to follow a specific theme every week. But again, I like some of these categories and I think you should check out, you know, if you want to have a little more variety, you can check out some of these 52 book reading challenges and I'll link uh, to a couple of them in the show notes as well. One of them has like set in a school featuring the legal profession, an author that is deceased, an author with just one published book set in, you know, a certain country, a character on the run, includes an exotic animal. That's kind of cool because the only one I could, that popped into my mind was Life of Pi. I'm sure there's like a lot more. So that's super cool. And, and then another very, very popular book challenge is Book Riot. And I will link to theirs. I'm recording this middle of November, so I have not seen their 2022 challenge, but I was looking at their 2021 challenge Again, you can pick some categories, even if you don't want to do the entire challenge. Like they have read a book you've been intimidated to read. Read a nonfiction book about anti-racism. Read a non-European novel in translation. Read an LBGTQ plus history book. Read a romance by a trans or non-binary author. Read a middle grade mystery. 
read a food memoir by an author of color, read a work of investigative nonfiction by an author of color. I mean, just really cool, like types and really unique types of categories here. Read an own voices book about disability, read an own voices YA book with a black main character that isn't about black pain. Like, I think there's just some really cool things in here. Oh, I love this one. Read a children's book that centers a disabled character but not their disability read a book sat in the midwest love that one read a book that demystifies a common mental illness read a book featuring a beloved pet where the pet doesn't die yes that would be awesome it's hard to find though these are some things and i'm also going to include a link in the show notes to to the book riot challenge but i think those are some like kind of fun categories and things to think about and and those are the type of of things i want to think about as i'm drafting and crafting my 2022 challenge like i said I'll have a number component. I usually do. I may or may not, probably won't reach it, which is perfectly fine. But then I also want to have some some types of themes along the lines of what, what we just talked about. So as you're coming up with your 2022 challenge, if you want to, again, make sure that it doesn't feel like homework. Make sure it's something you're excited about. I shared this before. One of my favorite reading years was when I read the middle grade Newberry winners. I loved that year. It was so fun. So just try to think a little outside the box. Think about what you love about reading, maybe what you've missed about reading as you come up with your goal. And if you, you know, do a goal, make sure that you're excited about it because this can be a lot of fun and that's what we want. All right, now we're going to discuss pen names or pseudonyms. So this is something that has happened for a super long time and full disclosure, I want everyone to know that I've actually used, you know, kind of a a pen name myself as a writer and journalist for many years. And it's, for me, it's my maiden name. So when I'm writing pieces, I do a lot of financial writing, things like that. It, It comes under my maiden name and, you know, for the podcast, and for other things, it's it's my full married name. That's what I've chosen to do. And, and many other writers and authors and journalists for hundreds of years have chosen to do something similar. In the fall of 2021, Carmen Mola, who's a well-known author, won the biggest literary prize that there is. And we had known that Carmen Mola had been a pen name and was described as being a college professor with three children who wanted to remain out of the limelight because her books are Spanish crime fiction and they're pretty racy. You can look them up, but watch out if you got little kids here. The the main character has sex a lot in SUV. So because of that, it was explained that Carmen Mula was a pseudonym because she's a professor and she's got kids. So it makes perfect sense. That's like, you know, kind of a perfect thing that you're like, oh yeah, I totally get that. So when Carmen Mula won this coveted prize I'm telling you about that's worth more than a million dollars, biggest literary prize, she won that this fall. Then we learned when she went to kind of collect the prize that she's not a woman. She's actually three men. So Carmen Mola is three writers. Augustine Martinez, Jorge Diaz, and Antonio Mercero are all writers and screenwriters. And I'm going to include some links, but I'm getting, there's some comments, many, many articles, the Financial Times quoted 
Diaz is saying, Carmen Mola is not like all the lies we've been telling a university professor. Diaz said, we are three friends who one day, four years ago, decided to combine our talent to tell a story. Like I said, for centuries, many of us, right? We've had women who have published as men because for so many reasons, restrictions imposed on them because of their gender. Mary Ann Evans published as George Eliot. Bronte sisters became Courier, Ellis, and Acton Bell. Even J.K. Rowling chose not to use her first name. So it's interesting because women purchase more books than men in nearly every category of fiction, yet women writers still earn less. So a study in 2018 found that books by women were priced 45% lower than titles by men. So like I said, I have zero problem with pen names. I think this example is going to bring up a lot of questions kind of about the backstory for these pen names and pseudonyms. Like maybe we don't need a backstory that's fictitious, right? So, so there's a lot of things to think about here. And I'd love to get your thoughts on what you guys think. If you like the pen names, as always, you can send me a message at www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. And uh, keep in mind, you can always recommend a book you'd love to see in the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoy talking about these, these bookish topics. It's, it's super fun. I'd also love it if you consider a five-star review for my podcast. And I always include books that I mentioned in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. It is a one-woman show. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today. Bye.